Good morning, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Down by Law with your host. I'm back, Daryl A. Gray, the extraordinary, the million dollar mouthpiece, the one that my mother loves more than anybody on the planet. Guys, great, great, amazing episode of Down by Law coming at you live with a very special guest and the consummate professional, my uh, special host co-host she's always here holding us down when i can't show up she's been doing an amazing job such a you know what you a g too i mean i've been mean to tell you that you've been just you know since i met you you've just been like just just been a dog about everything thank and you you're, you're a very strong woman so thank you. you know i always want to i want to put that out there in the atmosphere so to give you some upliftment and some encouragement for everything that you do not only for yourself and your family but for our community special special powers that you Put in the atmosphere, and I appreciate it. I want you to know that. I appreciate you. Thank okay. you. Well, why don't you tell everybody your name <laughs> so we get started with this dope episode we got coming down the pipe. Good morning, everyone. I'm Larisha with the King Jameer M. Alfred Foundation. Ooh. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> and you talk about that on the show. Yeah. So everybody knows, they should know at least, yeah. about how they came about. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna touch on it. A tad because we also want to put some shine on our extraordinary guest today. Yes. Who is a, um, hmm, she's just amazing. Yes, she so is. So I, I feel so much energy <laughs> right now with these. I'm, I'm, I'm sandwiched in between two very special and powerful women. And I'm just, you know, this is a very fortunate episode. I'm so glad to be back today. Yeah. Wow. You know what this money is, right? What? Women, women's empowerment month, right? Yes. Look, yes, so we yes. got to have women. Well, you know what? We should have women on every show this month. Are we not doing it? We Let's make to. that happen. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's, I mean, some of the stuff we're going to talk about needs to be said and it needs to be highlighted because people need to understand what women are doing today in America, black women and what, you know, the power that we have, you know, we've gone through a lot. We've overcome a lot of stuff, but, the empowerment, the, the corner that we're turning needs to be discussed and needs to be put out in the atmosphere. Everybody needs to know about that. So we need to have more women on the show. But let's let me kick it to to our special guest. Can you introduce yourself, please? Of course. My name is Brandy Charlo. I am an international floral designer um, based out of New Orleans <laughs> in the lower nine. Big flex. <laughs> <laughs> Big flex. And um, I'm happy to be here. Listen, we have so, you in the building. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm happy to have y'all. Yeah. I'm happy to, to share this moment. But let's talk about something for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you say international florist, and hold on, did you even say what's what's the name of your uh, Be Lucid Floral? <laughs> the one and only. The one and only. Yes. The artiste. Listen, when you say international, like. Like that's that's real deal, Holyfield. What it is like, I don't I don't know of any florist who is as talented as you are, and it's amazing to see the stuff that you produce and the the spirit within how you produce it, like the the passion and the yeah. the, the the freedom by which you do what you do, and that's. You know, I'm a. I, I love the arts. I love you know painting, music, sculpture, whatever, whatever art form, a medium that you can find. 
and what you do is art. And I I know you're well aware of that fact, but I want everybody else to know, like, when you say international. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. So my philosophy is this. I never wanted anyone to, if I had to be denied of anything, it wasn't because I couldn't do the work. It wasn't because I didn't meet the criteria as far as being certified in all areas. So being that this is a predominantly white business, there wasn't anyone to go to but God. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people that this pad has been him and I. Um, I didn't have anyone to show me techniques. I didn't have that in the early stages. Of course, as I began to educate myself, I started to travel different places, New York, Paris, um, Texas, wherever I needed to go, and that's in Texas is where I became certified at. Okay. So I had to go and take a class, educate myself, oh, to say, okay, I can do this, but the gifting was already in me. Sometimes people take, it takes a very long time for people to find their purpose. I found mine. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, yes, I am degreed and all of these other great things that society say that you should do and be and mm-hmm. become, mm-hmm. but the most fulfilling work comes in be Lucy Floral. Mm-hmm. I am that brand. Well, <laughs> super proud of you. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> I mean, trying to put it into words because, uh, you know, flowers give you a feeling. Yeah, art gives you a feeling, uh, and you know, it's similar to when you go to to somebody's house, a, a black woman, and she cooks for you. You're like, oh man, this is so amazing. Like you feel the love. Right. That's what I get from her flowers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you can feel the love and you can feel the passion and you can feel the, the fr- I, 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 I say this and I say this to her and I say this all the time. When you do something and you, you're doing it through, like you're free. Yeah. Like that means that you, you have the ability to be yourself in this space and time and create something that, that means something to you, whatever the, um, the, the influence or the expectation was when you started to do that, you, you're free to develop what that, what that, manifest as and that's what you do with your flowers it's just amazing like yeah. you know you see they got floors everywhere they got floors in new york they got floors yeah, in paris it's and different. london it's different different i told her when i <laughs> met her i i was looking at her work on instagram and i did not know that it was her and i kept in mind i was like who's this woman who's doing this stuff like, like it's beautiful and i can tell that the person was putting their passion and love into right. it and then when i met her i said She's the lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are. You the one. <laughs> Look, so give everybody your Instagram. I want both of y'all to do this. So I want people to make sure that, you know, if they want to find you and, and support you guys and reach out and communicate. How do you do that? How do you, how, Brandon, how do you get, how do people get in touch with you online? So on Facebook, it's Be Lucid Floral, B-L-U-C-I-D Floral. And it is the same handle as uh, for Instagram, Be Lucid Floral, at Be Lucid Floral. What about you? And mine is um, the King Jameer M. Alfred Foundation on Instagram. And if you're looking for us, because I'll be remiss to not mention my own social media uh, plugins. Down by Law Radio on Facebook at Right Gray, which, you know, Right Gray is the premier personal injury law firm in the state of Louisiana. We are the largest Black-owned law firm, personal injury law firm in the state of Louisiana. Don't let that. And you don't get that big by playing around and not knowing what you're doing. We the best. Period. You dig? So, right and gray at Facebook. On Instagram, my personal Instagram is still D Gray. 
because I am I am always going to be my mother's child. Um, law firm is WG Law Firm on Instagram, and we have a TikTok. <laughs> I had no idea we had a TikTok. You on TikTok? I I have never <laughs> been on TikTok, but I I inspire to be on TikTok very soon. <laughs> At Wright and Gray Nola, that's TikTok. So. Brandon, let's do this, right? Because you, you know, you draw some jewels, and we want to unpack all of that stuff. Okay. You said that, you know, obviously you, you're you're doing amazing work, and you're very successful in your business. But you also, um, you've you've gone to school and you've gotten degrees and all this stuff. What do you have a degree in? My master's is in juvenile justice. You're who? Masters. Masters. Mm-hmm. So you have a master's degree. Yeah. And you have an undergraduate degree. Where'd you go to school? Soon. Soon. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> the best. People don't even know. People don't even know about all this stuff. Like they don't know. They don't know that you. You know, you're accomplished in so many different areas of life. So you've checked a lot of boxes, but you 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 found yourself moving into the space to where you started your own business. What made you want to do that? So, um, starting in event planning, it was I always tell people it was like selling insurance. I have to negotiate with you about something you need Mm -hmm. and that you want to beautify your space. So with flowers, it was, it's not negotiable. Like, you know that that's top notch. You know that you're going to get not only a great design, but quality. Um, Just like I take Mondays off just to process, Mm -hmm. to make sure that it doesn't have the same look and opening as a grocery store flower. So with that being said, I started to look into all the different things that set me apart. Mm. And that was one of them. I said, this is saturated. It's very knifing. And because I do, I have, I know what I possess. At first I used to be afraid to talk about what I possess, but I possess energy. I, I give off great things that God put in me and allow me to, have the freedom to do so. So I was on a job working and I was like getting uncomfortable. I tell people all the time, when you start to feel that uncomfortable feeling, it's time to remove yourself. It's, it was so uncomfortable. I was on a job and I literally used to pull up and say, who wanted today? (laughs) (laughs) You was ready. I said, it's time to get away from here. Right. So with that being said, I started to mold myself, but I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. My daughter was in private school. And I don't even know I was paying for that. Because when I look back at God's what I grace. was making, yeah. compared to how I started, my life started to change. That's how I knew I was walking in my purpose yeah. when I started working for myself. So I, I, I went, typed up my letter. I went to my coworker, and she said, Brandy, you're doing something I always wanted to do. And she broke out, broke out crying. Wow. And I say, wow. And so I, you stepped out on faith. So in study mm-hmm. with my spiritual leader, mm-hmm. God is a God of evidence. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. So I don't really use that as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Because when you begin to mature and develop, Evidence yeah. over faith. Mm-hmm. A lot of people may disagree, but that's how I feel. You're right. So with that being said, I 
walked away from the job. And it wasn't easy mm-hmm. because it was comfortability. I would, that was comfort. That was familiar. Right. So I walked away from the job, and I began to put everything that I used to put somewhere else into my own. <sighs> I had to pour into me. Mm-hmm. I had young boys. They were just about to enter high school, and I had to go for it. And I had to understand that, one, I tell people this all the time, my story will not be that old Negro spiritual. Oh, I got to stay at home to take care of y'all, and I'm nothing, and I'm empty. Right. By the time I'm 50, no life has been lived. So guess what? We about to do this together. Right. Boots on the ground, everybody. We ain't doing this no more. We ain't doing that no more. And if you don't understand, you can ride out. Because I know I had already understood where the struggle was, mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to allow that to define me as a mother. Right. So it's so many other things that came with being an entrepreneur. I had to make a decision to let my kids know this is what motherhood is. Right. This, this is really what it looks like. Yes. Yeah. So moving forward, I began to educate myself, like I told you. Um, I was finishing up my master's and stuff like that. I still was doing everything mm-hmm. and still in therapy because there's stigma on us. Right. But all of this I had in place because I always watched enough situations and stories and people. And I said, none of this will be a problem because I'm going to take whatever they say is yeah. the problem. I'm going to put, I'm going to put my feet in the fire, mm-hmm. my hands, feet, my whole body. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do was I had to seek therapy and I'm still in therapy. I just moved up a notch after all these years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm three times a week. (laughs) 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 I had to make some life changing decisions because we get caught up in what our parents did. Yeah. Mm. And if we stay there, we ain't going nowhere. Right. So now that I have to figure this out and if I wanted to and blame this person and that person, then that's what my children gonna do. Right. So because they turn coming, what they gonna want blame and right. oh you could have did this right. and you could listen to me. This was about to happen. Mm-hmm. Now you either get on board because there's see we have our children in a mindset of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Right. It has to end. I had to wait till I was thirty something to go to Paris. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if you give them love or you give them everything. Then they're going to say they ain't getting enough of this and they ain't getting enough of that. So you have to make some decisions that's bigger than you in entrepreneurship so that you can set a bigger foundation. However, I made some decisions that people would say, oh, well, why you did that? Because it worked for me. Mm -hmm. And what works for me may not work for you. Right. So. That's how I got into floral. I I saw what God was already setting up for me, and I moved with it. I don't tell people, just quit your job. My daddy left me generational wealth. And I had to sit on my property for 10 years when people would pass by and say, girl, you need to rent that out. When they didn't know that he left debt, but he left a foundation. Mm-hmm. And I had children, and I had to make sure that I put some things in place for generational wealth. To continue to prosper. 
So if I would have listened to what other people said when I did open Be Lucy Floral and the line was out the door of people, white, black, Asian, whatever you, whatever race you wanted, I knew that that was God's timing and not Brandy's timing. Mm-hmm. When did you open? September 22 years ago. Okay. 20, what? Uh, in 23. Well, I so had in the pandemic. Lucy. Yeah, in the okay. pandemic. During the pandemic. Oh, wow. I but I had, That's my crazy. business was existing, mm-hmm. but I didn't open the storefront. Mm-hmm. It had always been a thought of mine. Mm-hmm. I would go to all these different conferences, white conferences. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. I was the only one. Yeah. And maybe another spot here and mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But doing what I was doing and working at that capacity already, nobody was, I wasn't going in the door saying, oh, can you help me? I was, yeah. I was on my level. Mm-hmm. And I used to water myself down, but I don't no longer do that because you just got the rise to the occasion. Yeah. In a sense of people think that that's arrogance. And, but in business, when you set boundaries, mm-hmm. and this is what black people have a problem with. Mm-hmm. When you set boundaries, they think that they dictate your business. No, I'm leveling my business. So if you don't come, because it's true, and one of my good friends said this, people going to get mad about this. Oh, yeah. But the black dollar haven't been consistent. Mm-hmm. It's a controversial controversial topic. Money is green. Mm-hmm. It don't matter who buying the product. And if we don't start respecting people's boundaries and rules, they're in place because I'm going to protect me before I let you beat me. Of course. So business is just what it is. Mm-hmm. And when we as purple, yellow, green, black, Asian, white, understand that we can move further why i asked myself this yesterday i said why am i suffocating myself for a community that no one wants to pour into Mm. wow that's deep imagine being when they're talking about redevelopment it's going around what i have there Mm -hmm. as the only black business that's thriving. I'm not talking about a ballroom that's owned by my family. And, and you're in the lower night walk. I'm right? in the lower night. Okay. What street are you on? St. Claude. St. Claude. Main yeah. street. Main, yeah. main, main, main street. So let me ask you this. How do you how do you feel like we, we solve that dilemma? Like, I mean, because you said some stuff. Yeah. Everything you said is, is gospel. It's the truth. You know, how do we how do we address that dilemma? What what do you find is what, what has been your solution for dealing with that? Because I agree with you 100 percent. Like we can't. If you have a business and you're a, you're a black entrepreneur, you should be able to um, attract the kind of clientele that's going to respect what you what you are doing and what you're putting out there, and allow you to grow and scale based upon you know this is who I am, this is the the quality of service um, that I provide, and I should be um, paid and compensated based upon what I'm providing, and not you shouldn't come in and try to dictate what my what my worth is. So the way that I have learned to scale that now, because I tell people your bio constantly change, yeah. your rules, everything changes. But I can, I can rest assure you this. When you take the time to educate, it takes time to educate. It does. Yeah. But when you teach some of those people that are ignorant to entrepreneurship, see, everybody just want to wake up and say, oh, I have lash business. I have... Mm-hmm. This day, right. I have a, I'm now a florist, you know, I'm now a planner or whatever you want to be, but they don't, they don't 
understand the real groundwork. Mm-hmm. Fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they pass up greater mm-hmm. to get to lesser. Mm-hmm. So educating. And if they don't understand, you have to know that this is not my client and say, I'm going to go ahead on and take that walk and I'm going to wait yeah, for the next f- person. You're not for me. You're right. not. That's it. <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's okay. Yes. Because, because not only are you controlling the value of your product or your service, but you're controlling your piece as well. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you don't want to ever, because if, you know, to be honest with you, it's about you want to get up and do your job and love what you do. Yeah. That's right. That's, that's the key. Like, you get to a point to where I love what I do every single day. You can't come in and dictate how how I how I'm perceived in the world or how, how I interact with the world because you don't value what I'm doing. Right. That's like me. I take care of people for a living, mm-hmm. but every client is not for me. That's right. No. Yeah. I turn on them daily. Mm-hmm. Money is good, but every client is just not for, for you. So now, now tell me, Brandon, <laughs> how long have you been a florist? I've been a licensed florist for maybe about, Six years, maybe. Wait, when did you do your your first floor arrangement? <laughs> in my house and set it on the ground and took my pictures. <laughs> oh, you said as you were supposed to. And flowers was everywhere in my little bitty house. But <laughs> my children had to work around it and understand that we were trying to get somewhere. Yeah. Wow. And it's still growing. It goes here. Mm-hmm. It comes here. It goes there. And it go back down. Right, mm-hmm. right. But it's called growing pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's, 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 that's the truth. That's that's the life of an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like you go through those, it's ebb and flow. Yeah. Sometimes you know, and then it's all about putting yourself in a position to where you can when you're low, mm-hmm. you at least have a game plan, a strategy mm-hmm. to move to the next level because dips require like it's like it's like setting yourself up to spring forward. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you like you you take a chance, like say for instance, when you open when you went into the uh the uh, storefront, mm-hmm. like you, you know, that's going to increase your cost and all of that stuff. So you're going to have to reduce a little bit, but mm-hmm. what's going to happen eventually um, that you're going to start to see more revenue because you're expanding your ability to service more people. You know, that kind of, that's, that's just a part of doing business. Of and like you said, a lot of people want to say that they're in business, but they're not willing to do the hard work mm-hmm. to be successful yes. in business. Yes. And that's what, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's a certain formula that you have to follow now, you take your own, like, it's just like anything, like a recipe. You put your own little spin on it. Right. But fundamentally, you have to do certain things that's, that are going to stabilize your business and allow you to grow and scale. And growth and scale are two different things. Like scale, you know, right. you want to be able to get the business where it's larger. And then growth is like you want to, you, want, you know, you want your profits to go up. So, <clears throat> like, the, the my, first of all, you said so much, and there's so much to unpack with all of the stuff that you said, <laughs> because it is a, it's not even, a, I'm not even going to say it's a mindset, it's a lifestyle. Yes. Like, you have to center your life around being successful in business. Like, it's, especially when you're an entrepreneur, because inter- they, they interact, and they're, they're, like, they're all kind of combined into one, but you do that to give yourself the freedom to live the life that you want to live. You know what I mean? Like, the, like, Telling you, like, even with, with, with tying in the motherhood, like, oh, well, kids, y'all gonna have to understand what's going on. This what this is what being a real mother yeah. is. I'm I'm providing for y'all. Mm-hmm. And this is what's and y'all are seeing it. You know, that's mm-hmm. another right. thing too. Like when when people on back in the day, my family owned the store. Everybody in my family, my grandfather's generation, they worked in this store. Mm-hmm. 
They like and that's, that was a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like you went to school or whatever, and then you came home. And you were, you know working the cash rest, cash cash rest or whatever. Mm-hmm. So kids seeing that though, mm-hmm. they started to think like that's the way you live. That's right. the way you do business. Some of them like gravitate towards that, and we don't get that enough. Like as as black people, we don't see economics in the flesh like that to where. You do this service or you do this business and you get this money and now we can go here. Now we can do this. Now you can get that. Now I can purchase this. We can live here. Like Mm -hmm. the way that works instead of just saying, oh, I'm going to go work a job and whatever they say I'm worth, that's what I'm worth. No, I say what I'm worth by me opening this business and and going out and creating a revenue stream, not only to take care of me, but take care of my whole family and in some instances, the community and other people. So kids, we... Definitely need to see that because, you know, black folks ain't walking in no job and getting treated right and giving the giving a fair shot to right. advance and do all this different stuff. There's a lot of bias that goes into working in corporate America and working in these, you know, larger corporations. You got to jump through. You got to be twice as good. Right. Twice as good just to get a fair shot. So, but to scheme against that, if you open your own business, and you do so with the understanding of what fundamentally business looks like and how to be successful, you can win. And that's what I'm hearing right now. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's just, you know, it's a great it's, it's a great it's and that's what this generation this generation needs to know that. Oh yeah. Yeah, because social media, we yeah. all know that this is an issue. Mm-hmm. This is why they just think that they can just become successful overnight. overnight. Snap mm-hmm. of the fingers, yeah. Right. And your kids begin to think mm-hmm. that. So it's like, we ain't got to work that night. Mm-hmm. You know, what? I don't want to do that. I, I won't. I don't want. I heard when I heard my son tell me, I can't. This He was serious. Mm-hmm. I cannot work at McDonald's. That was some of. I was, I worked at Burger King because my cousin, <laughs> right. husband owned 24 of them at 14. But I'm like, I knew what I had to do. Yeah. These kids are like, I can't work there. Right. Like, that's, that's a rite of passage. Yeah. <laughs> that's a rite of passage, though, for us growing up. Like, you went and got your job at fast food restaurant, something similar. That was you, the you start. Know, yeah, you got it. That's, that's why that's you learn how to deal with people. Yeah. So that's why they don't know how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. They don't have any people skills. Right. We went outside and played. Right. They go get on the game, game. and talk trash yeah. to each other over the game. Mm-hmm. They look at Instagram all day. <laughs> that too. And TikTok. Oh, mm-hmm. TikTok is. On right now, you know that they talk about the government is going to shut down TikTok because it's owned by the Chinese. Yeah, so all these folks, the big that. TikTok superstars, y'all gonna have to start over. Yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do? Got <laughs> to start over. Let them shut it down. What you gonna do? <laughs> Where is the world? Y'all Chinese about? spies. <laughs> yes. Y'all probably had those balloons up that they shot down. Y'all just heard about that shot the Chinese balloons down. No. Look, but I'm gonna tell you if. You know, and I don't know what the solution is because I understand that life evolves and we, you know, things just change. The lifestyle of our childhood is different from my parents' childhood and so on and so forth. So now in talking about, you know, the kids and, and how they don't really, they don't see things the way we see it. What's the, what, I mean, where do we go next with that? Like, I, I don't like my kids being on Instagram and all that. I think, I think you have to have some kind of tangible skills and people skills that's very very important um and they're not developing it but what do we do understanding the world has changed and social media is what it is and how do we help these children we have to get back to some of the old remedies i agree like 
home economics. We we talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. but I literally know how to pick up needle and thread from that class. Mm-hmm. I know how to make uh, what is it? Uh, asparagus from that class. Um, what you mean, grow asparagus? No, like just whip it up in the pot real fast. But oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> Cook it. Yeah, Cook you know, it. Yeah. it's just like yeah. those showing little them things like that. Yeah. They have to be able sitting to at the table, eating dinner, smell. you know, putting, yeah. preparing, stuff like that. I tell people all the time, I tell my kids this, and I tell, I share this in some conversations. When you leave the kitchen table, you leave everything. Mm-hmm. It breaks my heart to see it. Mm-hmm. When you let those kids go in the room and eat their food, right. it's over right there. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. I agree it's with over. that. And then right now in these times, it, it needs to be personable. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? They need that intimate yeah. mom, intimate. And you need the parent need eye contact with their kids Absolutely. to right. find out what's going on. You know, even if they don't want to talk, you know, you got to find tricks and avenues to kind of pull it out of them. Yeah. That's the, that's, I mean, I think at, at bare minimum, I agree with that. You got to have a check in with mm-hmm. the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's no, like I mean, what's the purpose in it? Like going to eat in your room? Like that's so that's so it's so isolating, mm-hmm. and there's such a disconnect there. Yeah, and it's like, nasty. Yeah, right, <laughs> and it's disgusting. Absolutely, like who leaves? Like come on. Yeah, but they but, do it. It, yeah. it has happened in my home as much as I was mm-hmm. ah, blowing the top. But it's like when they start experiencing, like my son went away to college, and I'm happy. I'm. You know, on both sides of the <laughs> You know, he kicks. You miss him. <laughs> no, I, this time I do. I ain't gonna kill me a couple of months ago. <laughs> you know. But anyway, he went away to school. And he said, he said, uh, and he's real kind of nerdy, but he's getting up there like he's trying to be a little hip, just a little bit. So he said, uh, he said, Ma, he said, you know the dude? He said, Ma, you see some of these kids, you wouldn't think like they. Do these type of things on campus. He was mm-hmm. like, "My one dude asked me, you smoke crack?" But he was like, Wait, yeah. "What?" <laughs> but People hey. still smoke crack. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was outside. But, but <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed because <laughs> he didn't know nothing about that. He from because I educate my right. my life is open, but right. whatever you know, whatever exact <laughs> drug it was, you know, I think that's what he said. But <laughs> either way, he was like, he said, I just answered him. You know, he's that kid that just mm-hmm. going to, he's not going to try to make you feel uncomfortable. That's just something right. taught, you know. And so, but the the point of it is, is that he had both sides. Like, my mom was so, you know, because they see my son, they like, wait. That's your you mom? <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. He's like, mom, like, you got to chill. <laughs> my just... When you go in there, just, you know, I'm like, listen, no, because let me tell you one thing, you know, and he'd be like, ma, you know, you got to, you know, but <laughs> bring it on a night. Yeah, you know, you got to calm down. But, extra, you know, like me. Yeah, you yeah. extra. You extra. What? Okay, but thank anyway, you. He, but that moment was when I knew that what I had been instilling in him all along right. actually it, worked. It worked. So they it get caught. it. it yeah. But it comes with these intimate mm-hmm. conversations and not being afraid, you know, to have those conversations yeah. and to let them in expose to mm-hmm. what life was really about. Yeah. And what's so, going on in the world. You know, yes. And so he was like, I just was like, nah, you know, he was like, <laughs> and we just went on and he, you know, and it was over. I was like, oh, okay. You know, but I was happy mm-hmm. because he could have at yeah. that point incident to that, 
you know, because mm-hmm. it's happening every it day. It is, all over. So it's just so, my point of saying that is, is that we can put so much into our kids, but we don't know what's going on mm-hmm. right? once they leave the house. Yeah. Right. Or what's going on when they're on the games mm-hmm. and kids are talking to them crazy, not knowing that they're pushing their self-esteem wow. down. Right. right. You know, so that's why we have to have check-in moments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's that I agree with that. And, you know, the thing about it is it's like, it's like you're playing a game, you're playing a sport or whatever. You got to leave it all on the field. That's, that's one of the sayings. As a parent, you have to do everything you feel is right to do with your kids, but you do not know. Like, you never know what's going to happen, but you just hope and pray mm-hmm. that the guidance and the and the nurturing and the leadership that you gave them turns into them being successful adults. Yeah, there's no book. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's no rhyme or reason. All the kids are different, too. Yeah. Like, you got multiple kids, you like, all of them not going to, I mean, most times, you're lucky you got robots, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. most of them, they got different personalities, yeah. think different. You got to... You got to adjust your approach to each one of them. And it's, you know, but that's why people don't understand how much parenting is a real, real job. So how do you, like, what are you, like, realistically balancing motherhood and being an entrepreneur? How how have you found that balance? So my therapist told me, and it actually worked, you got to let go. Meaning. When the kids start acting up, if you can't be on the same page, I have to make that decision to say, I didn't did everything that I can. I didn't put things in place. And I know that it worked because my son is a sophomore in college. The other one was skinning his teeth, graduating, but he did it. And because he knew what he had to do. Mm-hmm. Because I exposed to him the world going to show you something different. Right. If you don't get mm. this, right. it's over. And now he has a job at the port. And every day is learning experiences because I did not go to them and lie. Oh, son, you Mm -hmm. so handsome. Boy, if you don't go get your hair cut, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's it's even those simple conversations, we don't be realistic with these kids. Mm -hmm. And they want to be more of a friend. I I tell my kids, I'm (laughs) I'm never your friend. Right. I throw that broke bestie. I hate that phrase. You none of my bestie, and that's my daughter. Mm-hmm. You real. know, it's it's, and I I get it. People wanna me and my daughter still have a very close relationship as a mother and daughter because she's the only daughter. Mm-hmm. But she's not my friend, and she right. knows it. Mm. So setting those boundaries and still making them understand that I'm your mother, and I have things that have to be done. Right. And one thing, my son. No, my sons know is this. I, nobody can make me feel regretful about anything Mm -hmm. because I have done everything and I'm going to continue to do what I need to do for us, Mm -hmm. for the future. Right. Because if I put it all on the line, I tell them all the time, I could leave you all these properties, money, what business, what are you going to do with it? Right. What's your plan? Yeah. Y'all going to be out on a long fighting? Mm-hmm. Mm. Y'all going to be trying to figure out what's going to happen? This is where your law taking place, you mm-hmm. know, and you bringing in all of these different people into your assets. Right. And then I don't want to see you. I'm not telling you nothing that's made up. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you a real story right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you say assets. A lot Let of me don't tell know you what assets are. I seen it. I don't want to see this one win. Mm-hmm. So we're going to let the property go. And my grandmother worked 
scrubbed. It's probably scrubbed this building. Who knows? But the kids of this generation yeah. don't see that. Mm-hmm. They have no clue. Wow. You know what? That says a lot about what you got. You have to, you have to set a standard and you have to be willing to, like you said, let it go. Like this, this is the standard. If you don't reach that standard, that's on you. That's it. Cause I'm going to give you all the tools to get there. Right. And, I'm and not leaving you it. out there. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Cause my job as your parent is to say, look, this is what, this is what you need to be doing. You need to follow these, follow these steps. I'm giving you the blueprint. That's really all you owe. Them. That's it. Like after you do that, like you know, and I, I got a I got a real big problem with people creating this jaded sense of reality for their children to where they feel like like you just talked about, oh, you this, you that, you that. Man, you gotta earn stuff in life. Yeah, there you go. yeah. You, it. it's impossible, man. That's like it. you're not going to like when I when I see people and they say, well, I'm. I'm they blaming this one, blaming that one. Bro, the first thing you got to do is look in the mirror every single time. Mm-hmm. You start right. first by looking in the mirror, and I guarantee you the vast majority of your problems are not this person, that person, this situation. It's you. You ain't have to you take accountability. Take yeah. accountability. Mm-hmm. Accept who you are. Accept the mistake because we all make mistakes. Yeah. I make mistakes sometimes. Not every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It sounds good. It sound good don't it? <laughs> not on a Thursday. Yeah, not yesterday. <laughs> Just not it's yesterday. It's too early. Right. It's too early. I'm almost there. Yes. But but um, but you you know you gotta you gotta take responsibility yeah. for your yes. own actions. Mm-hmm. Take responsibility for your own situation. You know you can your energy can change so many different things yes. if you if you center it and focus it correctly. Right. And we don't we you know that blame game stuff. Mm-hmm. That's if if they, you are letting your children get away with the blame game, mm-hmm. you are doing them a disservice yeah. because yeah. what's going to happen is they're they're going to be victimized by their own mind the rest mm-hmm. of their life. And it's time we need to end that. Yes, absolutely. My son, he's hot with me right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, because I don't play. Yeah. You know, that's just life. You know, if you don't if you don't cut cut them at the core mm-hmm. with reality and delusion, mm-hmm. Ooh, say that word delusion. delusion. <laughs> it's a real thing, and I yeah. love my kids. I mm-hmm. give them the world in a sense of my world is this right here. Mm-hmm. You lose this, you lose everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't manage my money if my mind gone. Right, right. <laughs> so I need to work on this up here. Right, I I take pride <laughs> in that. Listen. That's the most. I mean, because your again, your your mind controls everything mm-hmm. else. It's your perception to what's going on around you. It's every every in- interaction, every every situation. You gotta you have to use your mind to unlock that puzzle. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, we got a caller. We're gonna take Earl. How you doing? Good morning. Good, good morning. How you doing? I I, I caught partially uh, some of it, but uh, I'm what what uh, caught my attention is the question about knowing how to how to try to uh control some of the outrageousness that um you know that our ch- our children get involved with and uh, I had a few comments about that and one of the things is is this is what we did when we started a little program it was called the core values and we uh through the method of auto-suggestion, we try to get the kids to, you know, memorize some of these core values so that when they are confronted with making decisions that they don't know or they don't have information to utilize, 
you know, historical background to utilize to be able to make the right decision. And I'll be quick with them. One, I would say is consider yourselves to be honest, responsible, and trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And the, the kid needs to understand what that means. Right. Because what it means is that if you want someone to be honest and trustworthy with you, you have to do the same. Right. That's one. The other one say, listen, pay attention, and wait your turn in all communications. Hmm. So in other words, shut up and let somebody else talk, and then respectful. you talk. Right. Well, <laughs> it's a little more than that, but uh, in a sense. The other one says, love one another and be kind to each other. Mm-hmm. And the question is, do you want somebody to be to love you and be kind to you? Sure. Of course, the five-year-old is going to say yes. Right. So now the only thing about it is the, the, um, the auto-suggestive technique would be to use that mechanism to get this into their subconscious mind. So right. that when the situation presents themselves, they don't have to think about what they should do. Right. And then here's the other one. I'll be quick. It says, keep your area neat and clean at all times, wherever you're located. I'll skip on over. Follow direction and always <laughs> complete the assigned task timely. Do it now. Don't wait. Uh, the other one says, use care, concern, and respect when dealing with other people. And just ask the question, do you want to be respected? Do you want somebody to respect what you're saying and what you're doing? If you do, then you should do the same. Um, well, then finally I'm getting to the end. It says, uh, when, if you mess up, just confess up and then step up and clean up. Mm. The results of your own actions. Mm-hmm. That's pretty simple. Five-year-old can get it. Yep. The next thing is to treat all persons and things with appreciation. And then finally, when all the work is done, then you can have some fun. That's right. <laughs> those, are the, those are the sort of core values that we came up with. We had the kids to repeat them every day, trying to maybe have that seep into their subconscious mind. And that way, when the emergency situation come up, they don't have to be trying to grope for what should I do? How should I act? They have a, a set, well, they call it a philosophy or uh, uh, some kind of program that you have in your mind that require you to act. In military, they make you do it over and over again, so you don't That's have right. to think about it. You just it's you know what to do when when, they, when you get in trouble. Right. So that, and uh, lastly, the uh, the CRT program. I think it's, the answer is very simple. All this argument, uh, I when I meet some good white gentleman and ask me about CRT, I'll tell him, I said, what, what are you talking about? He said, you know, all this history, the evil and hard stuff. And I look at him and said, man, wait a minute. Do, do you know anything about your history? And I want, to, want them to tell me that they know a little bit. And I said, well, who perpetuated slavery? Did I? And he said, well, no. I said, well, you own the slaves, did you not? Well, well, some people did. And I said, well, if they did, don't you think they are responsible for whatever history they have. So now this big argument about CRT, about affecting the kids, sure it affects the kids, but truth press to the earth always have to rise because you can't keep a lie down forever. And Mr. So, Earl, we mind. appreciate, we appreciate I'm, all your I'm, comments. I'm going to stop. stop. I appreciate <laughs> allowing me to, <clears throat> to rant and rave, but um, listen, enjoying the show and um, 
This is a good show. Thank you so much. We appreciate Thank it. You. So, you know, it's funny that, that he, he, he gave some very, very strong uh, core values. And um, if you if you look up core values, every successful company has core values yeah. because those are their guiding principles and tenets by which they operate their business. And it's how you interact with your clients and your customers and all these different people. So it's programming. I, I call it, I call it programming in terms of, you know, you want people to exude these characteristics because you want people to understand this is how, this is how we do business, you know, and doing that with kids and teaching kids, those kind of values is, is, very important and fundamental in terms of how they interact with the world and just you you know it is it's simplistic in the sense of you want to you want to to build that foundation upon the golden rule yeah do unto others you have them do unto you and you expound upon it because it can be adapted and and um and built out to deal with certain aspects of life like you know honesty and and uh dedication and discipline and things of that nature and I, I think the most important part of what he said is you do all of that first and then you have fun. Right. You know, you, I feel like, I feel like life is meant to be enjoyed at its highest levels, but everything has to be earned. Like and you can you have just, clean fun at the end. Absolutely. And you just, you know, you can't live for the party, but you can, right. you can party to live. So. You know what I mean? Like you can say, like, you know what? I'm celebrating all the hard work that I did mm-hmm. over the last year mm-hmm. and I'm going to have fun. I'm going to go on vacation and blow it out and have a, and enjoy myself because you're doing so as a reward for all of the efforts and all of the discipline and the, and the fundamental principles that you live your life by uh, operate your business by. Right. So that's important, I think. But that was some good information. It was. You know, it was. And, and parenting is, you know, they write books about it all the time, but <laughs> You know, that's just that's just something for you to spend your money on because it ain't no rhyme or reason. It ain't no, no man. Look, it changes. What you know? Tell what the kids like? I mean, I sometimes I come home, I look at my kids, and I'm like, "What you about to say to me? You never, man, you never know. It's right. always something, something different. Something different. Like, what? Like man, what? Like, Dad, oh, wow, come on, bro. Like, but you know, that's but it's a it's also the greatest gift that you yes. can be given mm-hmm. because. You know, you're responsible, like your legacy lives on. You're responsible for putting energy into the world. You know, it's just children are, are such a blessing. Yeah, and to, to have an experience that that just the the, the experience of saying I will, I'm a parent. Yeah. Like that's just something that, you know, there's, it says a lot. I think that's the most defining characteristic of a factor for most people. Mm-hmm. I'm, what do you do? Oh, I'm a lawyer. I'm a, a brother. Uh, I'm a citizen of New Orleans. Oh, I'm a parent. Mm-hmm. What's more important than that? Right. It's so important. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. be like, I don't want to be. Right. 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 You know the fun it's thing about kids? They don't, they don't understand. Right. They don't understand you human beings either. Like, what you doing? Why are you doing that? Man, I want to live just like you. Right. Who are you? I need a moment. I need a moment. <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't ready. <laughs> Please don't start me up again. <laughs> They don't, but you know what? That's that's the thing too. Like you make so many sacrifices yeah. when you when you when you're a parent and you own a business. Yeah. Your your life is about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I always say this, you know, when I started off, I didn't. I was just by myself, and I work, work, work. You know, fast forward fifteen years, I got buku people work work with me. I don't like to say people work for me. I like to say people that's work right. with me because I'm I'm. I'm a servant yeah. first. Like mm-hmm. if you ask, mm-hmm. when I think about what I do for a living, I feel like I'm a servant. Mm-hmm. I help people. So I always say that 
for me, the sacrifice comes because all of these people must eat before me. Yeah. I'm the last yeah. person. Yeah. Yes. You know, if 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 I'm not if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to, and I feel like I'm a failure if I can't provide for all of these people. Right. In addition to my family. Mm-hmm. So that's a certain level of sacrifice mm-hmm. that comes with being an entrepreneur. Now, now I will. I'm a well-paid servant, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like Farron, Farron was always. You got to call this person back. Call, I was, I was, I was working all day yesterday. I didn't stop working until about nine o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and I, I got to apologize to uh, somebody who called me yesterday because I was eating my dinner and doing a, a client consultation. Because oh, wow. I mean, yeah. Like it was, it was seven forty five, and I'm like, I gotta return this phone call. Mm-hmm. But that's because I understand the value of me taking that moment to make that sacrifice and talk to that person. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I'm very humbled by you calling me mm-hmm. to help you with your situation. I'm going to do what I need to do for you, and that's 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 the life that I chose. Yeah, that's just sacrifice. And my kids see that every day, so mm-hmm. they understand mm-hmm. it. Their moms are entrepreneurs, so they understand it too. We got another caller, Doctor Norman. How you doing, Doctor Norm? Hey, good morning. How you doing? Doing well. Good, good. Well, one of one of the things I, I always talk about in terms of the, I know this is Women's Health Month. And I know this is somewhat off the subject. Is the importance of uh, making sure that uh, we are properly, that particularly women, are not uh, um, sacrificed when they get are treated disparity when they get uh, uh, treatment in terms of uh, their medication, right? And I wanted to point out to people that hey, I'm a pharmacist, and one of the greatest threats to women's health care right now mm. is where you see this thing with the uh, Walgreens refusing to, to fill women's prescriptions and stuff, is the prescription drug monitoring program. A lot of people don't understand this, that every time you take a prescription into a pharmacy, you actually take it into the police. That prescription mm-hmm. drug monitoring program is connected to the to, to, to law enforcement. And here's the key, because it's supposed to be monitoring control medication. Exact. We always say that now they're talking about putting birth control medications on there, uh, uh, women's health medications on that prescription drug monitoring program. So when we talk about when you see Walgreens that we're refusing to fill your prescriptions for these type of medications particularly women, sometimes I think that may be a good thing because they what they have done now, and I think this is very dangerous, this is the greatest violation of women's health care there is, and it's in every pharmacy. And we have tried to report about it in our blog, youarewithinthenorms.com. I think it's something that we need to be aware of, and we need to fight against this type of disparity and denying and particularly discriminates against black women. There's a very interesting lecture done by a lady by the name of Jennifer O'Leary. She's a woman of color. She's a lawyer. She is a law professor and graduate of West Point. And she talks about these monitoring programs that particularly cause disparity in women of color. And I just wanted to throw that out as part of our, our mission you can find that on our blog, youarewithinthenorms.com. And I just really appreciate you just giving me a chance to give this. Thanks, Dr. Norm. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So we all, we only have but a couple of minutes left, and I told you it was going to go by very quickly. Um, and that's a, I, I like that 
that topic because that's a huge topic that we need to touch on on a later episode. We need to figure that out, Farron, how to bring. I got a couple of female doctors we can bring on here, doctors, uh, black doctors who can come on and give us some game on it. But listen, Brandy, we appreciate you coming on the show. It was a rev- uh, revelation, you know. It was great. Yeah. And we got to try to figure out how to get you back on here because I told you my <laughs> yeah. notes we were not to talk touched. About. More to talk about. I did not touch my notes one time. That's <laughs> ridiculous, man. That's a good thing. That is yeah. a great thing. <laughs> so she got to come back. She has to come back, and we need to we need to talk about a whole lot of stuff. I want to talk about relationships. Did we talk? We did. We talked about. We didn't even say we were going to talk about children, and we talked about parenthood. That is so true. The whole right? episode. So, so we, talk we got about relationships. We got to talk about women's women's entrepreneurship a little bit more. <laughs> I had I, I had data and statistics, man. So look, <laughs> give everybody your give everybody your social media handles anyway again so they can get in touch with you and order some flowers. Okay. So I'm located in the lower nine, fifty one thirteen St. Claude Avenue, in between Lazardi and Falstaff, if you're familiar with the area. Um also my Instagram handle is at B Lucid Floral, B L U C I D Floral. And it's the same for Facebook, B Lucid Floral. All right. Oh man! Shout out to (laughs) shout out to the greatest second line club in the land. For sure, TSS six. For sure, (laughs) we do what we want. They do what they can. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thank you for (laughs) thank you for tuning in to another episode of Down by Law. We will see you all next week. Peace. Down by Law. Down by Down.